This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. more do you need to see to be convinced that this is the Yankees year I mean look at these two games last night and I'm not gonna go nuts just because they beat up on the Mariners who are you know whatever I mean the Mariners are okay and you expect them to get a little bit better a slow start to the year you know just a game over 500 whatever but still in a tough uh, division with the Angels playing well uh, along with the Rangers and Astros But it's not about the Mariners. It's about the Yankees. What more do you need to see from a team that continues to score runs with guys that look like they belong in the Scranton lineup? Two nights in a row, we looked at the lineup and we said, this is laughable. Laughable lineup. Willie Calhoun hitting third. LeMayu obviously clean up with no Stanton as he's on his way back. Stanton is going to make the trip to Los Angeles, so you'd expect to see him there along with Donaldson, along with Canely. Yankees start to get healthier. I know Bader's going to be out a little bit, but still, getting you know three guys back, you could lose one for a little bit. I'm sure it doesn't matter who the Yankees put in center field or who they put in the lineup and replace a Bader because it hasn't mattered really all year long. Now 11 games over 500 and continuing to climb. Cortez was good through his five innings. Best bullpen in baseball does what they do, but that lineup, Greg Allen. Who the hell is Greg Allen hitting a home run last night? What more do you need to see? Volpe getting off the snide, hitting a home run, a big three-run homer in that game. Maybe not a big three-run homer, but breaking it open. You know, a 4-0 game, as if that wasn't open enough. Volpe puts the nail in the coffin of the Mariners. But a lineup with IKF, who can't, you can't get out anymore. You can't get him out. Isaiah Kainer-Falefa. A guy who no Yankee fan wanted to see ever again after last year. A guy who the Yankees and Brian Cashman forced down our throats at shortstop last year, which is a terrible mistake. Forced him into the lineup this year in center field and left field, making him more versatile because they loved him. Well, you know what? Maybe they were onto something. IKF all of a sudden proving his worth. He's swinging harder now. And that's been the difference. Wow, who would have thought? IKF goes four for five and drives in four runs. Are you freaking kidding me? Willie Calhoun, IKF, Jake Bowers, Greg Allen, all these guys are in the New York Yankees lineup. A rookie hitting under 200. All these guys are in the New York Yankees lineup. LeMayu hitting cleanup, hitting 243. He goes 0 for 5, and the Yankees still score 10 runs. 
This after the same thing the night before. This on top of the Rays' incredible start to the season. The Yankees being banged up were almost anything. We talked about it yesterday. Where you look at this Yankee team, tell me who's exceeded expectations. You want to say at this point, IKF? All right, I'll give you that. Judge has basically lived up to the expectations. Cole, same thing. You know, bullpen, all right, I'll give you the bullpen. But that's not the difference. The bullpen's been good for the Yankees. That's not why they are where they are right now. Which, by the way, is just five and a half games back of Tampa Bay. Where a couple of weeks ago, it was ten games back and looking like it was going to get worse. How? How the hell are they doing it with these guys in the lineup? How? How's that possible? And to think when John Carl Stanton comes back, and, and obviously a big reason of how was Aaron Judge. I mean, you saw that last year. But to think they're going to get John Carl Stanton back in that lineup. To think that they're going to get Josh Donaldson back. And I don't know what that means exactly. But the way the Yankees year is gone, uh, Donaldson all of a sudden is going to regain his form. Although I wouldn't hold my breath with that one. But it's possible. Anything is possible when it comes to the 2023 Yankees. They're just getting Severino back. Cortez hasn't even been his dominant self. Still no word on Rodon. When the hell he's coming back? Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. It doesn't matter. The Yankees have proven going head-to-head with Tampa Bay where Tampa was peaking. And the Yankees went in there. And look, you want to count the games, the seven games in total where the Rays would end up winning that seven-game series, four games to three. Still, the Yankees were a a shell of what they should be, of what they were built to be, of what they will be as the season goes on. A shell. Three of those games were without Aaron Judge. I mean, did it even count if you play a game without Aaron Judge? I saw all I needed to see from the Yankees in that first series at the Trop. And I saw a lot more along the way. Orioles are tough, too. Got to give them credit and respect them. But the Orioles are not. Come on. These teams aren't going to be better than the Yankees. No way. This is the year. And it's another year where Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone have been doubted by loudmouth fools like yours truly and many others. And I said I would have made a change a couple years ago, so this is nothing new. But still, Cashman doubted, Boone doubted, the team again doubted, didn't do enough in the offseason, which I still think they didn't. But doesn't matter. Because the Yankees, even when they lose, they win. Even when things look awful, like we thought several weeks ago, they beat the Guardians two out of three. And then go in there and play with an edge in Tampa Bay and kind of turn their season around with the return of Harrison Bader. And then the return of Judge followed And it's been terrific baseball ever since. Climbing the ladder in the AL East. Still third place, but the Blue Jays now are an afterthought. Remember, the Yankees were in last place at that point. The last place Yankees, 10 games back. My, how things have changed. And I just, I, I feel it. You know, with Aaron Judge, he now got his big contract. He's been named the captain. He's dominant again coming off of a record-breaking season. There's one thing left for Aaron Judge to do. Win the whole damn thing. And I really think they're going to do it. I've always felt since 2017 
that Judge was going to carry the Yankees, at the very least, to a World Series. And I feel it now more than ever. Of all those things I just said, coming off the big year last year, carrying this team, unfortunately, another disappointing end to their season, getting swept in the ALCS. But even on more of a mission this year, will the better team, will the different team, will the team that does have a little bit of an attitude, a little bit of an edge to them, a team that maybe can show a little bit more fight than we saw a year ago in the ALCS. Bader, Volpe, guys who look like they could be difference makers. Yeah, well, Bader was a difference maker last year in the postseason. But Volpe, a guy to me, looks like one of those players that can be a difference maker come October. And he's got to get right by then, but you've seen enough from him to know that the potential is there. And, I mean, just look at it. Yeah, you referenced the bullpen with the endless options that they have. By the way, the bullpen, not even close to being fully healthy. Imagine when they get guys back healthy. They're going to have an issue figuring. I mean, it's not going to be an issue who Boone brings in. Everybody's going to be good. Best bullpen in all of baseball. Starting rotation isn't bad either. Domingo Herman doing his thing. Clark Schmidt has even gotten better. Who needs Carlos Rodon? He's insurance. They don't even need him. But the bats. The no-name Yankee bats. I don't understand how they do it. Because you look at other teams around Major League Baseball. Look at one in this town. That has all the bats that money could buy. Highest payroll in Major League Baseball, the New York Mets. And you look at their lineup and you think, this lineup, this lineup's no good. And every day there's an issue with it. They got Tomas Nito in there instead of Francisco Alvarez. And I get that nobody could, you can't have a guy catch every day. That's what the DH spot is for. You want to have Nito catching? I'm fine with that. How can you possibly justify having Daniel Vogelback at DH over Francisco Alvarez? Anyway, best team money could buy, right? Wrong. And those guys that you actually have a, you know, with the Mets, with their guys being healthy, Nimmo, Lindor, Marte, Alonzo, McNeil, they're healthy, all the rookies, Beatty and Alvarez, Canna. It's not that they've been hurt by injury. No, they just underperform. Francisco Lindor's hitting 227. Yeah, he's got 40 ribbies hitting 227. The Yankees, the exact opposite. They don't have some of their stars in that lineup. And the guys that they call up, guys that we've never heard of, guys off the scrap heap, they get the job done. Remarkable. I feel like this is, now look, can't compare it, and I'm not going to even reference 98 like you know a lot of people did last year with the Yankee team. But I feel like there is something special where the aura that has felt like it's been lost with the New York Yankees, I feel like that's back to the level of the 90s. Absolutely not. No way. I mean, they have to prove themselves and go out there and win before we compare it to that. But there's always this feel that the Yankees aren't going to lose a game at home, even if they're, you know, three runs, four runs down, whatever. They've shown great comeback ability. There is this feel around Aaron Judge. I can't understand for the life of me why opponents would pitch to Aaron Judge. It just does not make any sense whatsoever. Every time up, you feel like the guy's going to hit a home run, and guess what? The majority of the time, he does. Judge being special. Getting contributions from almost everybody else. Still awaiting getting healthier. The way the division started out, maybe it was the best thing for the Yankees because not that it took pressure off. The Yankees are always going to have pressure there. But 
the way that it started was like, wow, Tampa's going to run away from everybody. And that is not the case anymore. Where they are in, they are in sight. And you watch them play seven games. You think Tampa Bay is that much better than the Yankees? Come on. They weren't. I don't think they were better at all. And the Yankees are only going to get healthier and get better, as we said. This is the Yankees' year. It better be. It's been long enough. 2009, they haven't been to, let alone win, they haven't been to a World Series. They're built to get to and win a World Series. I don't want to hear the excuses. No more, oh, Tampa's better, they're just tougher. Oh, the Orioles are young and they're good. Oh, Texas spent a lot of money in the offseason and they got a great manager. Oh, the Astros are the Astros. I don't want to hear it. There are no more excuses. Brian Cashman said, did he say crucify him? Or um, I forget the exact word, I always forget it. Maybe that wasn't the right one. but Oh, convict, not crucify. Convict him. Convict me, Cashman said. Okay, we did. And now, you know what? You also said, don't count us out. We won't count you out. But if you do not win a World Series, you will be convicted. This has to be the year. No excuses. I don't want to hear it. Not, oh, we didn't get it done. Short series, bad luck. No excuses. They're built to win it all. Go out there and do it. And I really feel like they are going to this year. 877-337-66. 66, we'll get to your calls on the other side. How do you feel about the Yankees? How do you feel about Francisco Alvarez riding the pine again? How about that with the Mets? They're about to get underway. Matter of fact, we got to, I don't know why we're in the different studios, Connor. Maybe you could explain that to me during the break, but we do need to somehow get the Mets up on here because I got to watch that game and I can't, these, these remotes aren't working. Uh, nothing's working, but I got to get the Mets game up, so we'll keep an eye on that throughout the course of the show. Short show for you. We go to 9 o'clock again, Yankees and Mariners pregame. Coming up then as the Yanks will go for the sweep in Seattle before the off day tomorrow and then heading to La La Land. Going to take on the Dodgers in L.A., which will always be a fun series. 877-337-6666. Sal Licata on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Salah kind of back on the fan, 877-337-6666. Going on 9 p.m., Yanks and Mariners again. Yanks looking for the sweep in Seattle before the off day tomorrow and then heading to Los Angeles. I just feel like it's the Yankees' year. And I said, full disclosure, I feel like that every year, or I felt like that the majority of years since 2017. After the year where they were supposed to be rebuilding and they come out of, you know, come out of nowhere and go to Game 7 of the ALCS, 
Man, losing to the Astros, a spot where they haven't been back as far as that since. I know in 2019 they got to Game 6 of the ALCS, but they haven't been back that far. Game 7 of the ALCS since that 2017 year, but almost every year since then. I would say with the exception of 2021, and maybe even last year too, I never thought the Yankees were that good the way that they started last year. So I guess the last two years, which is why I was calling for a change two years ago with Cashman, I didn't feel like the Yankees were that good. They just kept staying with the course, and it just wasn't working. But now they've changed some things, bringing in Bader, bringing up Volpe. Now they've got a they've got a different edge to him. Judge is on another level since last year. Obviously, he was always good, but playing the way that he did last year, and now continuing that, he, he's found whatever zone you know of, of the Hall of Fame type level. I just feel like it's their year, man. And then you look at their lineup like that. Like I said, they're winning these games now. With ease, almost. Laughers in Seattle with makeshift lineups, with AAA-like lineups, and they're laughers. 877-337-6666. Robbie is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Robbie? Hey, Robbie. Well, see, I'm a Yankees fan for a very long time. I became a Yankees fan when my brother, my older brother, um showed me about the Yankees, and Mickey Mantle was still playing when I became a Yankee fan. I was five years old. So I've seen everything from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the ups and downs, and I can tell you one thing to show. I already spoke to Chris LaPresse about this. Well, The Yankees are going to win the American League East. Well, that's all that matters. By the end of July, early August, they're going to be leading the American League East by five games. So do you have a Do you have a reason why? Do you have a reason why? Other than you just you 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 know you and CeeLo talking about it, is there a reason why you think that that's going to be the case? The guys that they brought on the team: Harrison Bader, Willie Calhoun, Anthony Rizzo. This team is built to win. I, th- thank you for the call, Robbie. I, mean, I appreciate you checking in. I mean, I don't know how to respond kindly to that call to start the show. I'm sure listeners can feel it too. Connor, did you feel that? Like, when I come on, you feel the energy, right? You do a strong open like that, 15, 20 minutes, whatever, you just feel the energy. Come back from break, keep the energy up, a little music playing, then you go to the call. And I knew we were in trouble once Robbie started referencing the years of fandom that he's put in as if that has anything to do with the topic at hand, which I respect it. All right. You've been a fan for a long time, but it's really irrelevant when it comes to the topic. And did you feel, and then I feel like the air was just let out of the show. Did you feel like that Connor as well? Uh, I think the energy was not nearly where Hmm. it should have been. I I think maybe Robbie was trying to come in with more energy, but didn't realize how low energy he was. Sometimes it's hard to gauge that. I don't want to knock Robbie here, but I just, I I don't want to feel that letdown in energy there and go over the course of history of the fandom of such and such caller. And like, if you're going to say the Yankees are going to win the A, at least that's fine. I also don't care that you talk to CeeLo. Like, I love CeeLo, but that also has nothing to do (laughs) with You told Crystal Presley that that's great. I wonder how he reacted to it. But I want to know why you think that the Yankees are going to win the AL East. Not just that you think they're going to do it and they're going to be up five games by this or that. I gave you reasons why I think the Yankees are going to win the World Series this year. 
Michael is calling from Kinnelon, New Jersey. What's up, Michael? Hey, guys. How are you, man? How are you, Michael? Uh, doing good. Uh, I was going to call and talk to you about Harrison Bader. I love the guy. I think he's a great center fielder, great hitter. But uh, the injury concern always comes up there. Uh, what do you think? Do you think they extend him, and for how long? I think it's possible. I mean, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, and we also talked about it on TV on Baseball Night New York yesterday on SNY, where Andy Martino was saying he believes the Yankees do want to extend Harrison Bader, and it's just a matter of um, you know if they could come to an agreement, I guess, and if Bader wants to you know, get locked up here. Uh, Jim Duquette a couple of weeks ago mentioned that he believes it would be, I think, six years, ninety million. I want to say off the top of my head, which would be, I thought, a good framework for a deal. Look, here's the bottom line with Bader. The offensive numbers aren't going to blow you away. You know that he's often injured at the age of 28, but you also know he's a terrific defensive center fielder, and you've seen him perform in October. He's from here. You can tell he likes being a Yankee. There are some things that are just a fit. Also, center fielders in Major League Baseball currently are at a premium, which is why I didn't have an issue with the Aaron Hicks contract several years ago. I thought that that was a good move. Didn't pan out, but I thought that was a good move. So I think it will be smart for the Yankees to lock Harrison Bader up as well. Yeah, I think it's a great move. I think the team loves him. Um, I just obviously the injury concern. I don't know how much they want to uh, willingly to pay him that much money, but I think six years, ninety million sounds about right to me. But um, obviously, Cashman could think a little differently there. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, what do you think Brian Cashman is going to give him? I, I doubt they're going to give him a hundred million dollar contract or more than that. I'm not sure what Bader is going to command on the open market. I would think that this is a spot where Bader wants to be, though. You think he wants to take you know ten million more or twenty million more and go play elsewhere, or be a Yankee for the next five, six years. I Look, I don't know. I don't know anything about Bader, but I can tell, it seems at least, like he likes being a New York Yankee. Seems like to me, he loves uh, loves the fans. I saw a video with him yesterday mingling with everybody, making all the friends. It seems like he's he's basically at home here. Yeah, and he's an, important, he's an important part, and thank you for the call, Michael. Look, that should not be a top priority right now. The Yankees' focus should be building this team into a World Series winner, whatever it is that they need to do to be able to make that happen, whether it's adding a another starting pitcher, adding another bat. You know, they got moves to be made here um, by the trade deadline. And, you know, the Yankees will. So it's not like it's a top priority. But in the process, if you want to get something like that done, I'm all for it. I would not be opposed to an extension with Harrison Bader. I also don't know if it would be a thing that I'd wait till the end of the year. I'm sure they've had conversations about it. I would think there's mutual interest. What exactly that takes to get done, who knows. But... Bader is an integral part to this team. We said it yesterday. I think he's the most important part outside of Aaron Judge offensively. And we know the importance of the pitchers, whether it's you know Garrett Cole or anybody else in that starting rotation for that matter, or Michael King or anybody else in the bullpen for that matter. Pitching rules. We get that. But in the lineup, I think Bader is the second most important piece behind Aaron Judge. And that's saying something. What he provides defensively in center field and what he provides, the edge that he brings, and even offensively, the ability to hit in the clutch. That's important. And this Yankee team has missed that for a while. Mike is calling from Hackensack. What's up, Mike? Hey, how you doing? How are you, Mike? Um, Well, I'm doing good. Listen, the Yankees are winning now. A couple weeks ago, I thought they were done. They look done. Um. But let me tell you, the Yankees are not winning the World Series this year. Hmm. They're not. They're not there. You said before that Rodon. Listen, we need Rodon back, and he's got to be on the mound. He's got to get the ball every five days and start pitching because we're not going to win with the pitching we have right now. Why? So you, you don't trust Severino? 
What's that? You don't trust Severino? I trust Severino. I don't trust Nasty Nestor. He's not so nasty this year. He's got uh, he's, over five. Yeah, But he's fine. He, he'll give you five, maybe six innings on a good... He's fine. He's not going to be the number two guy. He'll be number three behind Severino. Yeah, but it's, it's not enough. We need Rodon on the mound. Hopefully soon. Uh, there's no timeline here. Well, yet. here's and the good listen, thing. I'm, here's the good thing, We're not Mike. mashing our way to the World Series. We're just not. We're well, not going to mash our way to the World uh, Series. Maybe not. But maybe not, but they might not have to. And the good thing is that it's not. we're not sitting here saying they have to go out and get somebody. We're saying they have to get the guy that they got back healthy. So Rodon is a realistic possibility to come back at some point. Not to mention that the Yankees could go out there and likely will if need be and get another starter from somewhere else. So you already have the possibility of Garrett Cole, Carlos Rodon, Luis Severino, and Nestor Cortez as your first four in the starting rotation. Not even mentioning Domingo Herman, who has been really good. Now you're talking. That's what I'm saying. Now, one other thing. Please, I do not want to see Josh Donaldson in the lineup. And I know everybody's hoping he's going to miraculously go back to old Josh, Josh Donaldson of old. We can mash, you know, 30. It, it, I don't know. This guy just seems done. Now. I, 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 listen, I hope I'm wrong, but if he gets on who that means you got to take DJ out, who, by the way, what happened to DJ? He's not even batting 250. Yeah, he's been a problem. I'd be worried about LeMay yeah, So you need, for the Yankees, Mike, you bring up a good point, and thank you for the call. If the Yankees just get one of Josh Donaldson and DJ LeMahieu clicking, that is where they're going to have the ultimate success. Now, Aaron Boone was bullish about this. He, he mentioned it with the boys, John Boy and, and Jake. You know, and, and they're talking Yanks podcast. They have Boone on every week. The first episode of the year, they asked him who he thought was going to have a big year because I think last year he said Cortez, and obviously he was right. Well, this year he said J.D., Josh Donaldson is his guy. And then I think he was even asked about it by, I want to say somebody else. I'm not sure which member of the meeting. I don't know, it might have been Andy Martino for that matter. I'm not even sure. But he's been doubling down on the – I mean, they, they, he came out flat out and said it. When Donaldson comes back, he's playing every day. He's going to be their third baseman. So Boone sees something in Josh Donaldson that believes he is not washed. If they can get some type of production from Josh Donaldson to what he's done for the most part in his career, something to that level or near that level, or DJ LeMayu getting back to the player that he was in 2019 or something close to it, That's where they're going to have the great success. You kind of know what you're going to get from Glaber at this point. It's never going to be 2018, 2019. He'll have spurts, but it's going to be solid. Glaber's had a a decent year so far. Volpe's got the potential to be an absolute stud. And I feel like the Yankees are doing it elsewhere while developing him at the major league level. And he's contributing occasionally, but you're going to have that contribution felt more. It'll be more impactful the more acclimated he gets to the big league level. Rizzo has had a terrific year. You know, catching is what it is. Trevino was an all-star last year. It's not going to be the case this year, but still solid. Guy who could put the bat on the ball in a big spot as well, maybe get you a base hit that could drive in a run. And the outfield with Bader, Stanton, and Judge. I mean, or if you want to have Stanton as the DH and bring in another bat or keep one of the guys here that they like, whether it's Bowers or whatever. You know, Calhoun could DH potentially, however they want to work it. The Yankees have more than enough offensively, but what could take them to the next level is getting either Josh Donaldson or DJ LeMayu going. Vinny is calling from Staten Island. What's up, Vinny? Hey, what's going on, Sal? Good to hear from you. How are you, Vinny? So, good. 
Good, good. Uh, so I was kind of curious because you were talking about the trade deadline. Who can the Yankees target? Now, you did say catcher. I was thinking maybe the more lines of Salvatore Perez if he's available. I just, with this wild card, with this extra wild card, a lot more teams are going to be involved. It's going to be a lot harder to trade. You really, I don't want to trade with the Oakland A's anymore. I just feel like every time we trade with them, they, we get none of their value players. Like, if you look at that guy, Paul Blackburn, he's still on the injured list. He's coming off with the finger injury. Can't trust him. I don't even want to talk trade with the A's. But what teams are... Oh, you're not a fan of Frankie Montas? No, not yeah. at all. No, I'm, I was being facetious. No I hate his guts. No what was that? No, I, I was being facetious. I hate his guts, too. As a player, of course, oh, yeah, not personal. Look, I don't know him personally. Me, he might be a great guy. Me when, the, that reminded me when the Red Sox got chilling, and we ended up with Javi Lope, with, um, Javier, uh, Vasquez. Lopez. Uh, Vasquez, yes. Yeah. So that was like, we couldn't get the ace in Castillo. Why not go get Matas? Oh, which, by the way, hasn't done nothing for us. So, trust me, I didn't like that trade. But what teams are out there? Like, Colorado, I don't like the the whole altitude. Like, But what teams can you see the Yankees say, all right, let's go stuff? Because now the Pirates. Yeah, I know. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a great question, Vinny. I don't have the answer for it at this particular point, and thank you for the call. I don't have the answer at this particular point. But you're right. It's going to be a smaller pool. Why do you think the Yankees keep trading with the A's? One of the few teams that you know is going to be out of it. They're always sellers. Unfortunately, the or, or maybe fortunately, because to your point, it seems like there's it's always a lose-lose when the Yankees and A's make a trade. The A's don't have much to trade anymore. That's it. Look around at the teams right now. I mean, the Royals, I don't know if they're going to give up Salvador Perez. I would love to get Salvador Perez in New York. I've always been a fan of his. We talk, I mean, number one, because I love his name. Now, we spell it differently. But still. Salvi. And he's a great player. I mean, he's a great player. Clutch as well. He'd be a terrific fit, but he's at the end anyway, and he's probably going to retire a Royal. I think that day is coming on. I'm not 100% sure, but I think that day is coming on. Even the White Sox, who look to be out of it right now at 23 and 35, I heard that they're not, I thought I saw somewhere that they're not going to be sellers. Now, maybe that's wrong, and who knows what's going to happen in a month or, or, you know, uh, whatever it is here. Well, we're almost in June. Yeah, so about another month or so. Who knows? But there really aren't going to be that many teams that are going to be sellers. You know, what do the Nationals have to sell? Cubs, maybe? I mean, they get anything you're interested in? Cardinals? Rockies, uh, you mentioned, do you want to trade with them? Uh, I don't think it's going to be with the new baseball rules now, with the expanded postseason. I don't think the sellers are going to be as, we've seen this the last couple years. At the trade deadline, it's a lot of times disappointing. There aren't that many teams that are going to be selling, which then jacks up the price on the players that are available, which is why you had Billy Epler and the Mets settle for Daniel freaking Vogel back a year ago. 877-337-6666. We'll continue with your calls on the other side. Sal Licata on the fan. Sal Licata back on the fan. 877-337-6666. I don't know if I'm more fired up to watch the Yankee game tonight or... Vanderpump Rules. Connor, you know what that's about. Part two of the reunion is tonight, right? I already texted my wife. Make sure when I get home, because, you know, I I leave now at 9 o'clock tonight. Make sure you're up. And she won't be, of course, because she'll be passed out, putting the baby to sleep. There's no chance she's going to be home when I get home. Or she'll be up when I get home. But I want you to, I want to be up. I'm watching it. She she doesn't stay up. That's her loss. I'm not going in tomorrow not knowing what happened. 
All right, Connor, you can't go into tomorrow without knowing what goes on in the reunion part two. I would assume it's going to be even more explosive than part one was. Because you will see all of these spoilers on Twitter. Raquel finally is going to speak on the Scandaval issue. That is Very tonight. exciting. That's tonight for sure, Raquel speaking? I believe it's tonight. Yeah, okay. I think so. Because they teased it last time, and then we didn't see Raquel speak. We saw her in the trailer watching the show, but we didn't see her out there. We saw Sandoval taking his lumps. <laughs> <laughs> and now tonight we get to see Raquel. It is going to get nasty. Woo, I can't wait. Trust me. Guys, if you're like, what the hell are you talking about, you loser? This is a sports talk station. We don't talk about Vanderpump Rules. Number one, have you heard the afternoon show? Number two, we're talking about VPR. Just a little segment. We'll get back to the sports in a second here. 877-337-6666. Trust me, you are missing out if you are not watching it. Where would you rate it, Connor, before we get to the Colts? Where would you rate Vanderpump Rules? Like, how would you rate it 1 to 10 right now? Well, I would rate it on a system of, like, it's a reality TV show, mm-hmm. so you can't really compare it to, like... Like Succession. Right. Did you watch that, by the way? Yeah, terrific. Well, I thought so, too. Terrific. As a matter of fact, I enjoyed, since Roy... What's his name? Logan Roy? Logan since, Roy. Yeah, since he died, I think it got better. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe because I was able to focus in more and be like, all right, now, like, it's it. We're getting down to it here. But I loved the last several episodes, and I was disappointed with the ending, and we won't give it away. You don't have to spoil it here. Um, although I just did say that uh, Logan Roy died, so if you were planning on catching up on it from <laughs> from scratch, you're screwed. That might, that's not my problem. But I was disappointed because it was not the result that I wanted, but I still thought it was fantastic TV. Yeah, it was terrific. And I do think it, was, it got really good once he did die because then all of a sudden— all the kids had to make their one big push to right. be the successor at that point. Right, that's exactly right. It was like, okay, now we can hone in on. It's like what the Mets need to do with Vogelback, like trim the fat and then focus in, you know, with Vogelback, with Fam, with Canna, Escobar, whatever they're going to do, and then hone in on your exact lineup, and we can maybe take them a little more seriously. Uh, so, where would you rank Vanderpump Rules, or what would you what would you give it? So, I think the two best reality TV shows ever are Vanderpump and Jersey Shore, hmm. but I think Vanderpump is better than Jersey Shore. Wow, more longevity, but not a compiler. Jersey Shore was really great. It was like a shooting star. It was really great for like three seasons, and that was it. I was going to say, first three seasons of Jersey Shore, though, is you put on par with anything. The best of Jersey Shore might be better than the best of Vanderpump, but you only got like three good years, and then Snooki got pregnant, and that was kind of it. Vanderpump's been like 10 years going strong at this point. And right now, you could say it's stronger than ever with this freaking scandal. Put it this way. I never watched this crap before... My wife got me into it, and I'm like, what is this? Oh, Vanderpump Rules, whatever. And then the next time I'm like, oh, who's that? Sheena? Oh, okay. You know, whatever. Lala? Oh, all right. Oh, Jax? You know, DJ James? Ken. All right, they're funny. This year was like, honey, give me that remote and get the hell out of the way. What time is VPR on? I can't wait to watch it, and I can't wait to see it tonight. And guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to talk about it tomorrow. Matter of fact, we might even get a guest on to do so. Are you here with me tomorrow, Connor? Yeah, maybe I mean, we can get a DJ James Kennedy. I, I mean, know? I would take I would take literally anyone that has anything to do with the show. Uh, I don't know if it's possible, but you work on it. How about this? I'll offer you the bonus: three hundred bucks to you, cash, PayPal, Venmo, whatever you need. Three hundred bucks if you get anybody associated with Vanderpump Rules in any way, shape, even or form. if they're not currently on the show. Correct. Like Jax Taylor would count for three hundred. Hundred hundred percent. Anybody that has something to do with the show, it doesn't have to be an on air person. But if they work for the show, a producer of the show, somebody who can educate me on some, and give me some insight for 10 minutes, you get 300 bucks. All right? All right. Will do. 877-337-6666. Luke is calling from Westchester. So what's up, Luke? Hey, Sal. How are you doing? How are you, Luke? 
Good, good. Hey, uh, great opening again. I love your openings. They were fantastic. So you keep it going there no matter what happens. That's good stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, uh, I used to, uh, you know, it's funny last night. I was, I was just turning around and I saw the Yankee game. And next thing I know, boom, it was 7 nothing. And uh, I was just thinking about this. And, and I've been kind of doing this quietly. And, and I know you're a passionate guy. What would you think about, say, the end of July, Judge and Alonzo both have 40 home runs? Do you think that would be pretty fantastic to watch the last two months of the season to see these two guys battling it out for a home run? Championship. I think it is something that we are taking for granted here and maybe not taking it seriously just yet. But think about this. We have the two best home run hitters in Major League Baseball in our backyards here on a nightly basis. We get to watch Aaron Judge and Pete Alonzo. And if it gets to a point where both guys stay healthy and continue to produce, and there's no reason to believe that they wouldn't, Judge right now has 18, Alonzo's got 20 leading the bigs, imagine how much fun that's going to be. And imagine the four games head-to-head. What do they play? Two weeks from now, I think they play for the first time. And then later on in July, that'll be fun. But, yeah, throughout the course of the summer, toward the end of the season, both these guys chasing 50, possibly 60, I think it'll add even more intrigue and more drama and excitement around a baseball season, which should be already exciting with these two teams potentially trying to win their divisions. Yeah, I, I just remember the whole Mark McGuire, I'm dating my age here, Sammy Sosa thing, you know, and I remember that. And I don't know, it's still everything with the home run thing with Barry Bonds kind of leaves a bitter taste in my mouth. I'm just thinking, boy, would that be good fun if both of them had 40 by the end of July and maybe they could get up and Judge obviously hit 62 last year. Uh, boy, I, I just think that would just be great entertainment and really just pump baseball, even if you're not a Yankees or Mets fan. Just that, that would really just pump baseball it, up right it, there. It would. I think more locally, and thank you for the call, Luke, although maybe that would play nationally as well. Last year was historic with Judge. Every at-bat you were glued in to see when you know number 60 was going to come and so on, even before that. Speaking of home runs, Mark Canna just hit a two-run shot. How did – I'm going to ask this question, and I already know the answer. Connor, how did Vogel back get on base? Because I see that Vogel – I wasn't paying attention. I'm trying to do a show here. Uh, I, I could take a guess, but I don't want to be wrong – how did Daniel Vogelback get on ahead of Canna, who just smacked a two-run homer off of Aaron Nola, uh, just over the party deck in left field there? Good good for Mark Canna. He's a good dude. I hope he really gets it going here. Mets now have taken a 2-1 lead over the Phils. How did Vogelback get on, Connor? As he is accustomed to do, he worked the count, worked a walk, and got on base. That's yeah. how he got uh, it. Exactly. I'm not surprised. Walks as good of a, walk is as good as a hit. Like if In this particular case, it was. As I said, a walk is only as good as a hit with nobody on base. So in this case, Vogelback, you know what? A walk for him was as good as a hit, and he can't get a hit, so he might as well walk. And the only thing that's even better than that is having the guy that's behind him hit the home run so he doesn't have to run the bases. Have to hit it out of the ballpark. Good for Mark Cannon. Maybe that gets him going. And then Buck will tell you, well, see, you guys wanted Alvarez in that lineup at DH. Yeah, we did. Because maybe instead of Walkie, he would have homered. Tomas Nito just gave one a ride, but morning track power for him. Get a good look at Tomas Nito, because it might be the end soon. When Narvaez comes back. Although I will say, if it were me, I would keep three catchers because I'd want Alvarez to DH. He's obviously got to get rest as a catcher, can't play every day. I'd rather have, and even Norvaez for that matter. I think their best lineups might be with Norvaez and Alvarez both in them. 
Why wouldn't you do that? Makes no sense. With the luxury of a DH, carry a third catcher. Tomas Nito is more flexible than Daniel Vogelback is. That would be the move for me. Move on from Vogelback and keep the third catcher in Tomas Nito. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. We'll continue with those calls on the other side. Sal Licata on the fan. We have one more hour to go before Yankee baseball coming your way at 9 o'clock. Sal Licata on the fan. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 